Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I'm in my home of the internet, where we all live now because of the stupid pandemic. And uh, the guest on this episode of the show is someone who has not been on the podcast before, but at least a few of the people you've worked with have been on the show. So the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what you do musically. Well, firstly, uh, my name's Ron, and uh, I produce and I make beats under Hoopa Loop uh, locally here. Um, I've done some releases with uh, Cairo, who's been on your show. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, mostly into hip hop kind of old school sound and I love vintage analog gear. So that kind of is, uh, what I focus on while I make beats and produce and engineer tunes. Cool. Well, maybe that's a good place to start too, is that, that, you know, liking the old school sound because I, I've, I've, I think been on record on this show before as complaining, like old man yells at clouds about kind of the sound of, of modern day hip-hop and I, I i love hip-hop i got a big tape collection but a lot of my stuff is admittedly stuck in the 90s and i have a particular affinity for that kind of sound so i mean so a lot of the stuff i've heard that you've done too it definitely harkens back to that kind of stuff it's got some of that uh you know that warmth to it and everything what 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 was your introduction into hip-hop like where how, how did you get into the genre uh getting into the genre like uh i'd have to say to be honest it was a lot of mainstream pop uh you know it's very in in this generation uh you know i'm in my 30s so lived through some interesting stuff and you know one thing was pretty much watching the much music days where you'd get your loud and then you'd get your uh hip-hop you get like everything on watching tv to be honest Mm -hmm. and uh so a lot of the west coast kind of mainstream hip-hop is kind of what i secretly listened to i came from the metal genre myself so uh you know Music has changed nowadays at a certain time when you were a metalhead, you don't want to come out and be like, yeah, I listen to all this rap. For sure. (laughs) So it's kind of been a closet jam for a little bit. And, uh, you know, obviously the older I get, the less I care about (laughs) opinions and listen to what I like. Yeah. Start yelling at clouds. (laughs) Yeah. Yelling at clouds is great. I'm I'm fully accept that I'm in that, in that stage of life right now. (laughs) But, um, so, you know, as someone who was in the metal scene before, how do you kind of transition then from from secretly listening to hip hop to kind of you know full time being a producer and making rap beats for people? Uh, like, what? How did that sort of happen? Changing from being the metal guy to now this is your your métier. Um, to be honest, it was a lot of the friends that I had. Um, you know, with the metal stuff, I used to hang out with a certain group of people and you know, a buddy, you know, a buddy. And it's like, you know, you have a microphone, you have a studio set up. Hey, this guy raps. You want to try and hang out and see what happens? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a lot of what got me into it. Um, a friend of mine, Mike, uh, ear crud. He, uh, Good name. 
he actually got me into beat making more so in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, very good name. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we kind of just were playing around and, you know, metal melodies are kind of translatable into a lot of different things. So we used to just kind of jam with a MIDI controller and it kind of evolved from there. Cool. And did you, I mean, was there and, a... Uh, yeah, it pretty much... I was gonna say, is there is there a big learning curve to to getting into the equipment? Because I know I know obviously things have changed, you know, from even ten years ago to now in terms of how not easy, but how ha- user friendly I guess making beats is in the sense that you know you can have all kinds of crazy software just in a laptop versus you know before needing to have all of these different pieces of equipment. Was it um, what was the learning curve like to figure out sort of you know? how to even do this because a lot of people listen to hip hop a lot of people know what they like as far as beats they have ideas for beats but actually creating that is a completely different different story right yeah i mean realistically uh i started dabbling with software um initially that was what i got in with uh doing the metal and everything i would kind of dabble into a few different programs like being a guitar player originally uh, I would need somewhere to fill in the drums, somewhere mm-hmm. to get demo material so you can be like, okay, this is the idea I have. And uh, it kind of grew from there. I got a little better using Reason um, for programming metal drums, essentially. Okay. And the workflow kind of, I was able to navigate it to get my feet wet and making a couple beats, really. Um, it wasn't until I got a standalone MPC that I really kind of dove in, though. Um, you know, having one piece of equipment that you can put your headphones on and your own limitation is what you can do with your tool at that point. You know, it's just such a powerful workstation that, uh, you know, I never really got that feeling with uh, a mouse and a keyboard. Um, and with coming from an engineering standpoint, I actually, uh, I have a love for the old gear. I'm a trades mechanic. I work with my hands. Okay. I love tweaking knobs. I like smelling old gear. <laughs> like it's, it's got a distinctive smell, that old electronics when you warm it up. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, that warmth that you uh, don't quite get is imperfection in equipment, you know. So until I got a machine that was like, that was all I needed and I could be creative, that was kind of the moment where it kind of clicked in. As far as having been a guitar player before, does that like sense of, of musical knowledge, does that bleed into what you're doing now? Or is it a completely different set of, uh, using a different side of your brain, I guess, to, to make beats than you would have been previously when you're playing in bands? Is it, because, you know, obviously the musical skill helps, but is it so separated that you have to sort of start from scratch when you're learning how to do this stuff? Yes and no. I mean, it kind of came down to the approach, like with everything that I used to do, you know, when I started recording, I was taking a headphone jack and plugging it into a mic on a computer. Right. Um, You know, the evolution of it all. um, I think when you can play your music and and realize that you can turn the distortion off (laughs) is like the breakthrough moment of transcending from metal to appreciating a few other things a little bit more. Sure. (laughs) You know, I was really locked into that mindset and had to be fast. It had to be crunchy, you know? Um, But a lot of the skills like melodically and everything translate very well, actually. Um, Once you turn the distortion off, (laughs) I had a lot of trouble doing that in the beginning and a lot of, a lot of painful stuff. You know, you're pretty much writing a metal song with a drum machine at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. like not as appealing as, <laughs> as 
getting down, trying to find a groove and, and make it happen. Um, one thing that I was blessed with early on is I actually got to work with a lot of really talented drummers um, in the metal side of things. So it kind of really taught me a lot and gave me a feel for things I didn't have a feel for. Um, so that really helped in transitioning how I thought about programming drums and how to accompany guitar with it. So okay. pretty much my guitar is less pointy, but <laughs> now it's like a Fender style guitar. <laughs> but the, in essence, it's pretty much the same in, in some regards. That's cool. Press reset and begin again. Had to begin again. Flip a page, pick a pen. Strongest when I battle my demons. Go ahead and send them in. I'm descended from the men of medicine. Traveling better and sending knowledge across. Let it settle in. Over many years, taking numerous notes. A youth full of hope. Absorbing knowledge helped me to cope with the battles fighting every day. I'm talking mentally. Brought into a world to see my face as the enemy. I refuse to let it be. I had to do something. Tyler said to stop the stargazing. Yo, move something. CeeLo told me to get up, get out. So I plan to make it difference every word out my mouth you know what i'm about i'ma stand for the truth and i build with my brothers making plans for the youth make a change before my soul's in the wind give them a new chance to begin again Feel relief from the pain sitting with a pen hope to bring forth change don't know where it ends promised i would stay true so many pretend i had to press reset and begin again Feel relief from the pain sitting with a pen hope to bring forth change don't know where it ends promised i would stay true so many pretend i had to press reset and begin again back at it straight automatic added in stack Definition, mathematics I blast in the flash Make the moment last, think fast Cause ain't no way we running it back Start from the floor again But underground is the origin Feel the universe pouring in Look back at it Like how am I to win When most seeds ain't even really up to speed With the heat that I'm kicking Yo boy rock spark the weekend Who keeps it spinning Spitting and grinning Each sentence deadly as venom We elevating this rhythm Take it to the next dimension Go psycho, my brother is Cairo Light it up, light it up Burning it pyro Dragon breath Yo I'm steaming like Iro Bring it full circle that's a cycle. Fear relief from the pain, sitting with a pen. Hope to bring forth change, don't know where it ends. Promised I would stay true, so many pretend. I had to press reset and begin again. Fear relief from the pain, sitting with a pen. Hope to bring forth change, don't know where it ends. Promised I would stay true, so many pretend. I had to press reset and begin again. I'll be breaking the chains, I'll be making the change. Ain't no way that I'll be staying the same. Writing page after page, feel my passion and pain. Ever since I was a kid, I try to find my way. I growing up in the streets, ain't no sign of defeat. Instead of clutching the heat, I'm steady clutching on beats. And now I find that the streets really game for me. I'm a lyrical machine, spitting 100 degrees. Ain't, ain't no way that I'll be stopping now. Just a killer mind. When I'm rhyming, I'll be pulling out that overtime. Seek what you cannot find, fulfill my purpose. My soul through the gates, guaranteed I'm on the guest list. For now, I'll be killing the ground. I'll pave the way for my brothers when you're hearing the sound. Become an idol or a champ, crushing waves like a title. Hurricane spiral flowing through the air, call me Michael. Be relief from the pain, sitting with a pen. Hope to bring forth change, don't know where it ends. Promised I would stay true, so many pretend. I had to press reset, then begin again. Be relief from the pain, sitting with a pen. Hope to bring forth change, don't know where it ends. Promised I would stay true, so many pretend. I had to press reset, then begin again.
So when you're when you're working with someone like let's use Cairo as an example because he's been on my show and I really like the stuff that you've done with it, with him. Uh, I think it's a very you, you guys together have created a very distinct sound and your beats definitely matches vocals really well. So how do you when you're making a beat for someone what are you what are you going for? Are you trying to tailor it to suit their style or are you wanting them to tailor their vocals to your style? How do you put that together? Because I mean when you have someone who's working with someone a lot obviously they they learn how to play off in any style of music they learn how to play off each other they you know kind of build on each other's strengths and so how do you determine like what kind of sound you want for someone like that for someone who has a very distinct style even some of the subject matter is very uh you know specific to him what are you doing when you're making a beat for him uh to be honest i think the best answer to that question is i'm not making it for anybody but me okay okay um you know there's not really there's not really a, a a moment where you know something brand new is happening uh for me beat making is like my piece it's like where i get you know to release you know if i have a happy day if i have a, an angry day like it all can come out on the mpc so a lot of that process that I do actually happens on my own. Okay. Um, but when it, co- when it comes to working with somebody and you start connecting the dots on what works between the two of you, your brain just kind of clicks and you start making beats for that person, whether you meant to or not. You right. Know? Um, and that's a, that's a lot of how the progression of the Cairo and Hoopaloop stuff has gone. You know, it's gone from, just a feeling that I had to get out one day and, you know, uh, Cody, will take a listen to it. And, you know, as a beat maker, as soon as you turn on that beat and rap starts, like turn on the microphones and get out of the way. Cause it's going <laughs> to, it's going to be organic. You right. Know? Right. Um, and that's, that's a lot of honestly, uh, what happened with, uh, Cairo and myself. Uh, we kind of got together started playing a few beats, playing a few vibes. And next thing we know, like the second time we ever hung out, we're firing up the microphones and, and ironically recording uh, two songs that have been released already oh, cool. um, in our second time ever meeting and hanging out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like an organic thing. I really try to capture a feeling and a, an essence on my own, but inevitably, you know, Cairo's, talent and skill and everything all the people that i've worked with they've rubbed something on to me which is kind of shaped how i create in certain ways mm-hmm. and sometimes it works for somebody specifically and sometimes just needs the right person you know yeah well i like what you're saying too about about kind of um putting the the emotions into the beat which I think, I mean, a lot of people maybe don't necessarily consider when they're listening to the instrumental part of, of say, a hip-hop song because the vocals are so prominent and so, uh, you know, direct, I guess, in, in their messaging, right? So when you're, like, say you've had a shitty day, how does that translate into the music you make? Like, is it something very obvious or is it a lot more subtle where, you know, I guess, I mean, is it, is it oh, this is a sad song, he's obviously had a bad day, <laughs> or, you know, are, are there, you know, little markers that you can you can pick up on and say, oh, I was having a shitty day when I made this, but maybe it's not necessarily clear to the listener? To be honest with you, um, it's hard to pinpoint. It really is, because a lot of the times when you have that angry day and you think you're going to come in and write something very aggressive, mm-hmm. it, like, is the mellowness of what comes out that, you know, gets you in that certain spot and kind of makes it happen i think the only telltale i have are ridiculous beat names in my beat folders to be honest <laughs> <laughs> you know 
if there's something that sounds pretty aggressive, that was probably a bad day, regardless of how the beat feels. Right. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot. I mean, when I sit down, if I don't progress in something in, you know, about a half hour of sitting and listening to a loop, I'm, you know, saving it, getting out of it. And it's kind of the next thing. So a lot of the times when I do sit down, three or four ideas can get hashed at one point and they can be so drastically different okay. that it's hard to pinpoint what, what was the feeling that kind of made that because, you know, it, it sometimes goes all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. But, are you, are you sitting down with the idea of, okay, I'm going to sit down and make some beats or is it more you're inspired to do it and then you go down go, go sit and, and, and start working on it? Is it, I mean, like you said, you do three or four things and if they see if they work out, is that sort of your usual process of, of just, I'm going to record now, I'm going to make music now, or is it more, you know, you have something's going through your head and you need to get it down? Uh, not so much that something's going through and I need to get it down. Um, you know, when you listen to a loop enough, and you've been actively trying to add to it, like, because I work a lot in like an analog digital hybrid situation, mm -hmm. I love grabbing instruments. I would love to grab guitar. I love to grab bass, uh, hit the piano keys. So I feel like if that stops progressing and you start to get sick of what you're listening to or just can't nail that part, you know, it's best to kind of keep moving. Yeah. And as long as you've got the juice to keep going, just keep keep making it happen i mean i can pretty much speak for a lot of producers when you know there's certain songs or certain loops or certain vibes in their vaults that like you know they might not open again right and you know the good thing about working with other artists is a lot of the time you don't see what other people see in it you know i've sat down with mixes and beats and just been like it's not good enough yet and it's like nobody's going to notice that difference between when I say it's not good. And then when I say it's good, right. Right. You know, it's not a measurable kind of distance there. <laughs> so I think working with the artist and being able to like, see what mood they bring out is kind of the most important thing about what I do. Yeah. And not necessarily what, what I'm feeling in there. Um, you know, I try to make beats every day. I mean, this is, I, I kind of built my own little paradise of what I want it to be. And, you know, the best thing you can do is surround yourself with those inspirations and just see what happens. Totally. Um, a weird thing that I used to do in my recording studio that I had, because uh, I used to run uh, Trendkill Productions um, with also Betox. Mm -hmm. right, right. And we, we uh, you know, in the studio itself, I have marionettes. I have some weird masks yeah, yeah. Um, and then just a lot of sentimental items that are just super close to me. Um, and, you know, when you look around at such an interesting blend of materials around you, you know, I kind of use that to just clear the headspace of, I'm not going to do anything that's too weird. Like look around, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing out of bounds. Yeah. So that's a good attitude to have. I think is it's just the idea that there, there is no real limit to what you can do, right? It's just, whatever comes out is, is going to be the thing regardless of, of what other people think about it. I, I like that idea. Especially coming from a band perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was in a band for so many years and you know, it's a relationship with other dudes for sure. And there's, yeah. you know, certain gives and takes or certain uh, expansions and limitations that you kind of give yourself to hone in on a sound, to collectively work as a unit. 
And the thing with beat making that was like a big switch for that is just freedom. Yeah. I mean, if you want to slam a beat on with a harmonica, like fire up the harmonica, <laughs> you know, there's nothing, nothing too crazy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe isn't a question about your stuff necessarily, but this is maybe more of me yelling at clouds again. But one of the things that I um, 
that, that I like more, I think, about, about some of the classic rap that I listen to is that, and there's newer stuff too, but it, the idea that there's one producer kind of producing a whole record for somebody or a team of producers doing a whole record for somebody. And to me that having an album where it's, there's some cohesiveness from, you know, track one side A to track five side B it's very different when you hear something where every single track is produced by a different person because it just kind of, to me anyway, feels cluttered and it feels like there's no no continuum kind of throughout the record. How do you feel about that as a listener? Like, would you rather hear something that is a, a pure collaboration from start to finish between artist and producer? Or are you cool hearing just a variety of different uh, ideas, really, I guess, right, from different people? Uh, I think that I'd like to kind of say that I'm on the same side of the fence, to be honest. Uh, a lot of my listening and a lot of the stuff that I really enjoy are producers' albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there isn't always uh, the consistency of the same voice, but you do have the same consistency on a production level, on a background level that gives it a different kind of foundation. So, right. Uh, focusing on the producer side, I really love listening to those type of albums where they've collectively put their feelings together and you can get that bit of cohesiveness. Um, and ultimately the more you work and the more you expand on songs together, like inevitably they're going to improve, they're going to evolve. And, and that's like a super important part is, you know, you can't write the same song a hundred times over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the, the the flip side to that is we're in this world well, now where 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 uh, singles are the most important thing ever and and people are everything's on shuffle and people are skipping you know after thirty seconds of a track to get on to whatever the next thing is. So as a producer working with artists, like, do you is that a difficult situation to navigate where you know that you know even if you've done five songs together and even if they have a cohesiveness from, from song one to song five and, and they work really well together, you know that people aren't necessarily going to be listening the same way they used to in the sense that maybe they'll only hear song two of those five and you don't have that wider context to work in. How do you navigate that? Or, or do you, does that matter to you? Um, it it kind of does and it kind of doesn't. Um, you know, I understand that in the current age, it's, it's consumption. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's pretty much, you know, you want to be this one song makes you happy. You're going to listen to it 300 times in, <laughs> in a week because nobody has to tell you you can't. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so I really feel like it's easy to overdo that. And something that really adds that value and cohesiveness are those projects that are, you know, one producer and one artist. And uh, that groove to get the cohesiveness, yeah, you're not always going to hit on every track, per, you know, possibly. Yeah. But... At the same time, I can honestly say as a producer, you also have no idea. You can't, you don't have your own compass. You don't have your own gauge for how somebody else is going to enjoy what you do. Right, right. So I, I think a lot of that push, especially in the current age, is just, you know, repetition. See me a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether you like what I hear, you're going to see... Um, you know, somebody working hard, whether it's, you know, it all catches or it doesn't. Because honestly, from the driver's seat, sometimes you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. clue. Well, you know, one of the best things about, about the internet right so now is, is that you can you can release... To be open to do... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, okay, what I was going to say is I think that, you know, we're in this era now, like oh, like you said, where people are listening to... Um, they're, they're, they're 
picking the one thing they like and moving on to the next thing. And so one of the benefits of having the internet is everyone can, no matter how good or bad it is, can can make music, can put it online, make it available to everyone. And it's it's sort of that levels the playing field a little bit in the sense that you know a, a bedroom producer can can put the music out there and it can be heard by the same person who's listening to someone recording in a fancy studio. But how do you sort of make a name for yourself in an era where everyone and their dog is a producer and everyone has a SoundCloud page and everyone has a band camp and how do you rise above kind of everyone else and get yourself heard when we're being bombarded by a million tracks by a million artists kind of every minute? I mean, to be honest, that's like the golden question there. It's like, you (laughs) you have to, (laughs) you have to do a lot. Um, you know, not just on, you know, quantity, um, you know, there's debates on every side of what's the best way to do it. Should you be overloading with tons of music that not one person could even consume at all? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, or should you be marketing individual things? And I mean, really, it's just, it's so hard to gauge that what you have to kind of do what makes you happy. Like what gives you a sense of accomplishment in making music, period. Is it so that you can turn on your phone and be like, hey, I made that? Or, you know, maybe you'll be, I want to listen to the radio and here's something that I've done before. Um, you know, it depends on what the goals are, really, of how you do it. Um, I, we, uh, you know, with myself, and I've done a lot of work with uh, Polyfree, um, Diligence, Cairo, and a lot of what we've done has been building. Yeah. You know, I feel like, a lot of it is building a foundation, you know, whenever you take a, any sort of a delay from doing the thing that you do, uh, there's almost a bit of momentum you have to pick back up when you're going to do the next thing. Like it doesn't just maintain ever, which is, you know, part of the, uh, part of exactly what we're talking about. It's yeah, hard yeah. to keep something, you know, repetitively, uh, leaving you wanting more. And, I think it's awesome that there is the amount of tools that are available to people with the computer. Yeah. They've become so powerful. You can make beats on phone. Like <laughs> it's, it's awesome to have that kind of musicality at everybody's fingertips. Yeah. And the big part about it is the evolution from here. It's like, where does it go from this point? You know, cause when you talk about the big studios and stuff like it's all analog gear, like you're recording to tape still, Um, you know, these are things I actually still do in here to make beats. And those kind of things are what, you know, it takes a lot more practice. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that I really get into and really listen, uh, you know, for enjoyment are, are things that have that sense of depth, the sense of, practice and refinement to it Uh, when you start looking at the current wave of music and whatnot i envy some of these people who can get their job done the way they do with their laptop you know that's something that i've countless people or artists or producers like i chat with a a good number of people that i'm inspired by you know i'll send that message reach out and talk to them and you know to be able to find out where it's like oh man like i've I've been listening to your stuff nonstop for the last year. And then they're like, yeah, I made that all on my laptop. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, you kind of, kind of look around the place and you're like, what the hell am I missing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> 
loop on the track. Hey. Decade coming to an end. Lasted longer than a dozen of my friends. Time moving faster and it's fucking with my head. They ain't after prohibition, they ain't suffered through the shit. And Steven Spot smoked a hundred in the whip. Then jumped up in the mix, tore the country when I spit. I'm living lovely, pretty comfy at the crib. But always pretty hungry like there's nothing in the fridge, huh? I be chilling in different districts with different women. With some of them we ain't fucking but building friendships. Making something out of nothing, trying to feel redemption. And I'm still debating subjects, it's some real contention. She's saying that she trusts me and she feel intention. I've been trying to come with something like the wheels invention. Skimming news, twist a few while our meals are prepping. Hella stone, shelter cold for a little perspective. Hey, hey. You know I'm still with it, how I go the real distance, feel tripping. A couple years living is the real mission, time changes, I'm the same, I don't feel different. Huh? Said I don't feel different, new day, playing a new strain and it yield different. Food came, all my dudes ate, real efficient, view great at the new place, come chill in it. Fam on all sides is a support system, 09 get bred to a lawyer and went to court with him. Long lines, people be snorting, you all tripping, every time I open the jar, I got something strong in it. Made a booth in the spot and I'm laying songs in it. I don't like to kick it with women that I call bitches. I ain't into spending, I'm living the way they call different. Just gotta get it, goes to hit before the fall's finished. Get in the car, tell them to fall through. We should get the car, head up north to see the crops bloom. Hopping out, you feel the flaring of your nostrils. Murder mountain where the robbers buried under fossils. Look, shop local, got farmers that got pot for you. Everybody talking a lot, but they are not loyal. And they will not show you what they really want for you. I've been smoking way too good, so I got spoiled. Hey, hey, you know I'm still with it. How I go the real distance, feel tripping. A couple years living is the real mission. Time changes, I'm the same, I don't feel different. Yeah, said I don't feel different. New day, playing a new strain, and it yield different. Food came, all my dudes ate. Real efficient, view great at the new space, come chill in it. Workflow for me, like I said, doing engineering and kind of focusing on being a recording studio, the mouse and keyboard or, you know, edit mixing for me. So as a later stage, I definitely involve the computer and do all that. In the current scape of music, like so many people are getting the job done by any means. I mean, you're pretty much the vessel of your sound. You know, any tool can change, but the consistency is you. Yeah. So to be able to put something out there with the same tools that I've got on my iPhone and somebody else, you know, made this killer beat on their iPhone, you know, I think it's good because you get people inspired by things like that too, where it's like, Hey, I've had GarageBand on my phone. I've never opened it. Yeah. You know, yeah. a little music never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is one so, of the good things. It's the great equalizer, the internet, and then, and even a smartphone. It's cool because cool, it's changed. Where do you think that that what you do fits in within the larger Winnipeg hip hop scene? Because you know that that's a community that's grown and expanded over the years, you know, considerably. And now there's all kinds of subgenres and, and uh, you know different styles, sort of all competing. Maybe competing is the wrong word, but all coexisting within the same local music community. Do you sort of have a niche carved out for yourself and your collaborators, where you feel like you sort of fit in this this pocket of the local rap scene? Uh, locally. I would say it's it's a little more difficult to say. Um, 
for me, I'm inspired by a lot of local acts, uh, you know, being in the recording studio side of things, like some of the same musicians that are, you know, you're working on a jazz product project with are playing in a hip hop project. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, a lot of the people you get really cross you into different areas and different genres that, uh, you know, you really wouldn't think at the moment of, oh, hey, this is a hip hop person, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, with the local scene, the cool thing about it is that everybody is doing their own thing, yeah. you know, and, and where you said coexisting, like that's a great word for it. Um, for where, you know, we fit in locally or myself and working with other people, I mean, I'm just trying to help artists really tell their story, you know, okay. the beat is kind of the background to what they're doing so when i get inspired by an artist i get inspired by somebody's writing you know that's that's where i feel like it's just what comes of it comes of it i find it hard to kind of say hey we're like this person and and you know that kind of meshes together because it's such a unique plane here <laughs> really yeah it is. yeah so you can you know the old school guys you've got a lot of very inspiring producers on top of uh you know artists and rappers yeah. here in the city and so just seeing everybody do their own thing it's just like a work ethic it's like an unspoken work ethic that you know you just want to keep going and if you get a bit of that drought you're looking at everything else and you're seeing to help help kind of push you along get you inspired and be like you know try and carve out that spot yeah because you know nobody else has the spot i want you know and as an artist that should be almost the way you look at it you know you want to carve out your own spot you want to be known for you and yeah. if it fits in somewhere cool if it doesn't then you know do your thing do what makes you happy i like that i think that's a that's a, a really good way of looking at it because i think a lot of people are in any genre are trying to maybe too hard to to fit themselves into what they perceive as a, a, you know this is what Winnipeg metal is supposed to sound like, or this is what Winnipeg rap is supposed to sound like, or whatever, right? And I think that, yeah, there's a lot of artists who, they almost lose some of that individuality by by pushing themselves to, to fit a, a format that maybe they don't necessarily fit into, you know, organically. Oh, absolutely, and that's something like, you know, with my history in music, I've struggled with the whole time. Yeah. is like, re really, where do you find your place? And you know, I've been playing in the local Winnipeg scene pretty much since I was about 15 years old. We were getting in. Yeah. My dad would come to the bars so that I could play in some of the bars. I did that too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, a different time back then. And that kind of background and that, you know, the amount of practice that goes into those different things, it just prepares you for, uh, you know, all the work you have to do by yourself. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of, of everything here is... <laughs> the work that is measurable that you can do yourself for sure you know? well so of... it's kind of oh go ahead well it's just you know that you got to set yourself out a bit of a foundation you know you always got to feel like you're moving yeah you know? one of the things that's come up in the show a lot like regardless of who i'm talking to is this idea that that winnipeg or manitoba in general that music fans here have a very strong bullshit detector and that there's a definite um gravitation towards music that is or any art really that is, is is honest and genuine and and comes across as being real and authentic and i mean hip-hop as a genre is definitely that is a kind of a key component right is that, that realness and and not 
not being fake, not going out of your way to sound like something that you're not. So when you're making your music, you do you think about uh, trying to be authentic with it and trying to represent whatever you're putting into the track, or does that just come naturally? Uh, it all really comes from the artist perspective like instrumentally having that kind of uh control over your own self of doing those kind of things like i find that a struggle to be honest it's really hard to feel like you know you've spent a month working on a track when you're ever going to hit that point where you're like okay it's done (laughs) you know yeah yeah like it's it's never going to happen i mean especially when you're trying to outdo yourself in everything that you do in that regard as well, you know, trying to grow, trying to expand. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I think that, uh, I lost the run there, but it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I was waiting to see if you had some, some really insightful, uh, way to end that, but <laughs> I definitely did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just walked away. It was a very good pause though. The pause was a very thoughtful one. So yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Yeah. You got post-production, right? <laughs> yeah. Post-production is basically me realizing I have to put an episode out, you know, in an hour and then quickly <laughs> getting the thing online. But, um, so oh. if people want to hear your stuff, right? I mean, I know you've worked with a lot of artists. You have a lot of music out there. What is sort of the, what would you recommend for someone who wants to hear your beats and hear, I, I guess, what you consider to be your best stuff? Do you have sort of a, a direction you'd point them? Uh, the most authentic stuff would probably be the beat tapes. Okay. Um, I've done two beat tapes that I've put out. Um, the first one was actually inspired by a complete musical drought. Okay. I had nothing going on, did not have any inspiration. And, uh, my girlfriend and I took a trip to Minneapolis to see, uh, a tribute show that was for an artist that I absolutely love. And that whole trip, surfing record shops in in minneapolis and everything uh was just an experience i came back like invigorated ready to sample and start creating again uh so i think that that natural progression of taking that creative sauce and throwing it into uh something that i'd say is relatable to me would be the beat tapes that i've done um but when it comes to collaborations with artists i mean I've worked artists, but a few artists I've worked with, I've worked with a, a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely have favorites of the bunch, and I have songs that I am not happy with even being out there, <laughs> you know. So uh, for somebody to get into it, um, realistically, stuff that I've been with Cairo, and I'd say that our most recent releases, I feel like we're uh, pushing the comfortability of, of the sound we've started carving out. So I'd say that's a good place to start. Cool. Is checking out the Cairo and Hoopa Loop. And, you know, something I really love about his writing style is that, you know, if you're listening, you're going to learn something as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's probably my favorite part about those songs is, you know, learning history and learning, uh, you know, things of even a different culture that there's there's so much to learn and you know somebody like Cairo has so much knowledge to teach in his music yeah the the purpose is is really it shines through and it really gives you an authentic look at the feelings that the beats that matched with those kind of feelings of of learning really cool 
And where do people find your music? What's the best option there? I mean, is it, uh, I know it's online in various, various formats, but what's, um, where would you prefer people check it out? Because I know there's so many different ways people consume music digitally now. And a lot of people prefer, you know, whether it's Bandcamp or SoundCloud or something, they kind of have a, oh, do it here instead of Spotify or whatever, you know, but do you have a preference? Like what's the, what's the best option for someone to check it out? Um, I honestly don't have a preference. Um, Obviously with distribution services, now they pretty much put them out to everywhere people comfortably listen to music. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's too many that uh, we're missing. <laughs> but I myself, I mean, I've I watched Spotify. Uh, I'm not a Spotify user, though. No, either I'm way. an Apple Music user. And so I tend to miss out on a lot of the Spotify playlist stuff, stuff and whatnot. But um, definitely on Spotify, Apple Music, um, those are probably the easiest places to kind of touch on all the stuff that I do and a way to find some of the artists that I actually had the opportunity to work with. Cool. Well, and I know there's a pandemic going on right now, which means no one's uh, really doing a lot um, outside of their own homes or their own studios or whatever. But do you have anything on the horizon that's coming up that, that you've been working on or you're hoping to work on once things ease a little bit with the pandemic restrictions? Yes, actually. Uh, you know, when I started uh, doing the beat making title and kind of claiming that as the thing that, uh, you know, I'm kind of pursuing. Uh, I did my first set of releases were all instrumental beats, but I made myself a challenge to do a release a week cool. for six months straight. And that was pretty much what list lit the most fire underneath uh, myself. So to be honest, I'm I'm planning on doing releasing of more consistent instrumental beats because the vault grows, you know, three or four vibes at a time. Yeah. Finding a good way to get those out. Um, Cairo and I have a project. Uh, we've kind of cherry-picked a lot of the songs that we feel really strongly about over the last couple of years we've cool. been working together. Um, so that project should be coming out relatively soon. That's one of the next ones on the blog to be honest a um, couple are not from Winnipeg or even in Canada for that we'll have a couple singles dropping with who's in Trinidad oh cool wow cool and uh, I've got a full album that I'm working on a full album that I'm working on with Manny Festo who's a Minneapolis artist who uh, has moved from there now but uh, yeah I kind of linked on the trip that uh, we took out there and We've been uh, putting together a project. We've got one song out now, Perspective, and that kind of gives a taste of the direction of where that stuff is going. But those three projects are kind of the main things I got going on. Aside from that, I, you know, I want to be able to release these beats and start to get the instrumental game going a little more. So that's pretty much the horizon of the foreseeable future awesome. for now. <laughs> Never back down. All the bad shit occurring in my damn town. Uh, I vowed to never back down. All the bad shit occurring in my damn town. I can't drown getting caught in negativity. The system that's in place was designed just to get rid of me. I can't drown getting caught in negativity. The system that's in place was designed just to get rid of me. You simple sound is the sermons I preach are cinematic. I'm worth my weight in gold, composing pen and classics. Go tell your master I'm coming to burn the house down. Nat Turner with burners, no turning back now. I did the knowledge and saw your logic was flawed. So my anger is my fuel, my tool to begin to brawl. Put your face down, feel the heat from the concrete. It's the big payback. Oh, you thought 
thought shit was sweet, but the plans changed. It's a damn shame what's about to happen. They never thought they see the day that we commenced to clapping. Right back at them for years, we felt the lashes. Taught to bend the knee into prayers, we read the passage. I'm past this. I'm no longer afraid. Here to step on next to men who insisted I was a slave. I'm born free, never bowing to a master. Born to lead my people to the promised hereafter. Uh, I vowed to never back down. All the bad shit occurring in my damn town. I vowed to never back down All the bad shit occurring in my damn town I can't drown getting caught in negativity The system that's in place was designed just to get rid of me I can't drown getting caught in negativity The system that's in place was designed just to get rid of me I'm a problem solver, leader of the pack Here to be the one to give all of my people what they lack Non-violence is righteous, but self-defense is necessary Enemies don't follow your beliefs to leave you dead and buried King died because he spoke against the war Non-violence what he preached, now his blood is staining the floor Malcolm, he found peace and started preaching unity Pro introduced, they didn't want it for you and me. Politicians are devils in plain clothes, hogging all the wealth and until you follow the rainbow. No pot of gold for the deprived. Poor righteous teachers intend to saving the people's lives. Knowledge is the foundation to build the righteous life for the type that can save the nation. And don't trust Snowball and Napoleon. They claim to be your friends and they slam you to the linoleum. Uh, I vowed to never back down. All the bad shit occurring in my damn town. I vowed to never back down All the bad shit occurring in my damn town I can't drown getting caught in negativity The system that's in place was designed just to get rid of me I can't drown getting caught in negativity The system that's in place was designed just to get rid of me